0: This
1: is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. Today's episode is going to cover how can you serve someone or something that you don't understand. But first a prayer. All that I am, all that I have, all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus in the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. Okay, so, in keeping with my general theme, um, that in order to serve Jesus Christ, and his kingdom uh, properly you must submit yourself to his truth and obviously this is going to be aimed at the Vatican II sect the Neo-Trad LARPers and the uh, Vatican or I'm sorry the Protestant sect sect members Now, before you can even take the step of attempting to serve Jesus Christ in the heavenly kingdom, you must first put aside your ego. This is not about you. This is not about what you think you know. This is not about um, who you are. You you have to put that aside. Now, for you um, Protestants out there, and by the way, let me just make this disclaimer. I am a former Protestant, and I'm a former Vatican II sect member. So, these... What I'm saying here, first of all, is not a personal insult directed at you. I promise you, this is; these are just the facts as you need to know them. And as another disclaimer, I am not saying if you are an average Protestant um, layman, or if you're an average Vatican II sect or Neotrad layman, that you're a horrible person. I'm not saying that, um, but for this, for charity's sake, um, it would be wrong for me to to try to. Um, in a misguided attempt at charity, not stress to you and not be, um, if necessary, harsh with you when it comes to matters of your salvation. So, this basically is for your, um, for the sake of your salvation, which should be the most important thing in your life to begin with. Now, having said my disclaimers, um, as I said, before you can even think about serving Jesus Christ in his heavenly kingdom, you have to put aside your ego. You have to put aside what you think you know. You have to put aside what you've been taught. You have to put aside everything that you know up until... This present moment right now Whenever you're listening to this And you have to enter you, you basically have to become a blank slate Now in that regard I was blessed Because I basically lived For 30 years of my life Without having been raised a Christian So when I joined Protestantism in 2001 Um I was literally that blank slate. Um, you know, Jesus Christ and serving him did not interest me, so I never looked into it. Now, for those of you who uh, are interested, I talk about in two or three um, uh, episodes in my original podcast, St. Longinus' Baptism, about the Uh, A very brief uh, Explanation of my journey You have to set aside that And You also have to set aside If In the case of Protestants If You were raised in a particular Denomination Lutheran, Baptist, non-denominational. And uh, once again, I'm going to remind my non-denominational listeners that um, non-denominational is still Protestant. If you're practicing the... And you could say this isn't theology. It is. And maybe I should do an episode on theology. Matter of fact, I'm going to write it down. Um, If you're practicing the theology of Bible alone, um, uh, you're free to interpret scriptures as you please. Um, Faith alone, that you don't need a... Uh, a religious creed or a um or a set of um a set of bishops above you um that you don't need a catechism that your faith is good enough to get you into heaven if you're practicing that or if you believe in the priesthood of unbelief uh, I'm sorry. The priesthood of all believers, um, that everybody is the same, then um, you can call yourself non- non-denominational all you want to. The fact of the matter is, in fact, in point of fact, you are actually uh, practicing Protestantism. And honestly speaking, you cannot you cannot separate theology from from belief in in Jesus Christ and the heavenly kingdom. You you can't separate the two. And if you're living under that delusion, you need to make an effort to understand what I'm saying and then Lord willing, if you get the if you get the um If you get the um, the Holy Ghost in you, you will understand why this is important. But once again, that's going a little too deep in the weeds for right now. Um. So first, you have to do that. You have to go into it with a blank slate you also have to be willing to put aside um, or I, I should say part of your ego part of your ego is thinking that you know the truth and nobody can tell you nothing. Nobody can tell you nothing. in the case of Protestants, except your pastor, at least I hope you have that attitude, or why are you going to his church if he can't tell you nothing? Or in the case of the Vatican II sect, whatever your priest or your local bishop might say. Oh, and one one thing I do want to touch on. For those of you Protestants who have an actual pastor, or what, what some like uh, like the, like the uh, Lutherans and the Episcopalians, they're fake priests and bishops. If you're saying, well, yeah, well we, we have a confession, we have a creed, uh, We have priests and bishops, or in uh, low church Protestantism, the Baptists and the Methodists, well, we've got pastors. Well, I would gently remind you that Protestantism is a heresy. It is a heresy. And I can't assume that people read their Bibles, not even Protestants. It speaks in the epistles of St. John. St. Peter, and I think there's one more epistle, but they talk about heretics and how you should disassociate yourself with them. But once again, this goes back to being willing to, to become a blank slate and challenge your not just your belief systems, but to to basically put aside everything that you are as a person, because that's what service for Jesus Christ is, you know. And the true Catholic Church, and I'm talking the pre-Vatican II uh, Council Catholic Church, um, it teaches the spiritual teachings that. You're to die to yourself. And to put it in simplest terms as possible, it goes back to what St. John the Baptist in the Gospels said. I believe it was in uh, the Gospel according to St. John. I must decrease so he must increase. And he was talking about his own cousin, Jesus Christ. And basically what he was saying is, is that he had prepped the way for Jesus. So now it was time for him to fade into the background. Now, having said that, he wasn't just saying this alone. Because anybody who knows the Bible knows that it's, it's, it's on several levels. Bible passages could have several levels and he wasn't just saying that it was time for him to 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 fade into the background so his cousin could do his mission on earth he was um he was actually i don't know what the correct term is but he was telling future believers um that We must die to our ego. We must die to our pride. We must die to everything that is not Jesus Christ and allow um, the Holy Ghost to come inside and overwhelm what used to be us. There is a reason, and like I said, with Protestantism, it's subjective. So it depends on the church. It depends on the Protestant, but... Some Protestant churches will say that baptism is the burial and resurrection, and it is. And by the way, um, don't get it twisted, Protestants, or for that matter, Vatican II sex members. I'm I'm not saying that you're wrong on everything. You guys have elements of truth. But the elements of truth that you do have are on accident. They're not on purpose. You are right, as we say, but for the wrong reasons. So, when you get baptized, your old self is dying when you get dipped in the water. And the new Christian self that comes out, which is supposed to have an indwelling of the Holy Ghost, is supposed to take over and you're supposed to die to everything inside of you that is that is literally the antithesis of jesus christ in his heavenly kingdom and for my vatican two sect members and and the um neotrads out there um I'm leaving out the Blessed Virgin Mother because this is more or less aimed at um, Protestants. And I'm trying to give a generalized message. Um, And if they come to see the errors of their ways and realize that pre-Vatican II Catholicism is the answer it's a, it's, a, it's a not only is it a learning process it's also a growing process experience they can come to the you know to the understanding of her role and her son's salvific uh, mission on earth but for right now I just wanna I want to lay a very generalized groundwork now, So for those Protestant churches or Protestants who say that baptism is a a spiritual rebirth, they're absolutely right. Once again, though, for the wrong reasons. So... And I promise you, I'm going to get um to the main topic, which is how can you serve someone or something that you don't understand? And the part about serving something that you don't understand is aimed more at the Vatican II sect members and the Neotrads. So you have to be willing, as a Protestant, if you want to worship Jesus in spirit and in truth, which is what he told the Samaritan woman at the well in the book of uh, the Gospel according to St. John. He said, You must worship, you, you will worship God in spirit and in truth. Um. That I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible. He was talking about one truth. And when he says one truth, he's talking about his truth. And when he says his truth, he's talking about not just the truth that he's speaking, but the truth handed down to his apostles and his uh, the church that his apostles started. And so if you're full of pride and ego and you think that, oh, the Catholic Church, they're a bunch of pagans, you know, they weren't the first church, you're already starting off on the eight-ball. You have to be willing to go where the truth leads you. You don't have to like it. That, that is the truth of the matter. And by the way, everything I'm saying in this to you guys, I have been guilty of in the past. It was God's grace that took me to where I'm at now. And I spiritually evolved over time. So, if, there, if Jesus Christ, His truth is contained in one church, one, then the, you've got to look at the, why there are 40,000 different denominations of Protestant churches. And honestly speaking to you, Protestant autists out there saying, well, really, there's just 10 denominations and everything else is just branched off of us. Okay, fine. Even if it's 10, even if it's Lutheranism, Anglicanism, Methodist, Baptist, uh, Pentecostalism, whatever, there can only be one church. And within that one church, there has to be unity. And having been a Protestant, I can assure you that there is no unity within Protestantism. There's none. There may be unity in the sense of some vague, very vague, um, Christianity, that as long as you believe in Jesus Christ, you're getting to heaven. But there is no set Doctrine that they adhere to. There's no, de- <laughs> like I said, sola uh, Bible alone, faith alone, and the priesthood of all believers. Those are tenets of Protestantism. But once again, not everybody underneath the Protestant tent follows those three things. So you really can't say that you're even united under Lutheran doctrine. And for those of you who may be unaware, may be unaware, Luther was a Catholic monk who broke away, uh, a monk is basically a uh, Catholic religious, who broke away from the Catholic Church around 1517 and decided that the Catholic Church was full of crap and he was going to start his own religion. At that time, there was no such thing as Protestantism. You were either Catholic or you were a heretic. Full stop. But anyway, so even within the broad umbrella, the Big Ten as it were, of Protestantism, you guys can't even agree... Amongst yourselves, the doctrine and the tenets of your belief system. And in the New Testament, this is something that when I was a Protestant was one of the reasons why I stopped being a Protestant. Was because, once again, Protestantism being subjective, meaning... Talk to 10 different Protestants and they'll give you 10 different answers on the same question. Protestantism is supposed to be based on the Bible. But if I was talking to a fellow Protestant and said, well, it says such and such in the New Testament, but your church isn't teaching this. they I would generally get the reply of, well, yeah, okay, so what? You know, I'm 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 following my faith. My faith tells me that even though it's in the Bible, I don't have to follow it. And by the way, for you Protestants, if if you're interested in a deeper dive on the history of Protestantism, I have a three-part series on Saint Longinus's baptism called "The Naked Cross." Um, you take it for what it's worth. Um, And by the way, you take the fact that I'm saying that I'm ex-Protestant for what it's worth. You know, this is the internet and I don't expect people to take me at my word. But I'm hoping that they have enough wisdom that if they listen to me, they understand that everything that I'm saying is pretty much true. Anyhow, so if there's one faith And one church And one doctrine That gets followed Protestantism in and of itself Cannot be the answer If you're willing to acknowledge those three tenets And Before I move on to the rest of the topic I want to Ask you, Protestants, something. What's it? You know, this is not a gotcha. This is not me being snarky or nothing. It's an honest question. If Protestantism is the one true church that Jesus Christ, you know, founded, that for 1500 years, that the evil Catholic pagans. Um, we're running a false church, my question is, if you recognize there, there's only one truth, which is Christ's truth, one church which contains his teachings that was founded by the apostles, and for whatever reason you believe that it took Martin Luther and John Calvin and the rest of the quote-unquote reformers to fix it, Why aren't you guys united? Why aren't you guys united? I want you to give it some thought. Just give it some thought. Now, this is more or less aimed at the Vatican II sect members and the Neotrads, although the Protestants in the first part can be included in this. Let's talk about the someone. The someone I'm talking about in particular obviously is Jesus Christ. Um and um the Holy Trinity. And for the sake of the um the Vatican II sect members and the Neotrads, the Blessed Mother. How can you serve someone that you don't even understand? And for your for you Protestants out there, um, if you don't even understand the fact. That now, I want you, I want the Protestants that are listening, if there are indeed any, to think about this. Do you love your mother? Do you love your mother? If you have the proper relationship with your mother, you hold her in high regard and you love her with a deep, abiding respect. Let me ask you something think about this now. Why should it be any different with Jesus for Jesus? about his own mother why should something be different on the natural level that is that is no different on the spiritual level now on a natural level if You were telling me about the great relationship that you have with your mother. And I tell you, nah, nah, nah. Your your mom's nothing special. Any mother could have done it. Your mother's no special. She's no different than any other mother on the face of the earth. You would probably want to punch me in the face. And I might say righteously so. So why should it be any different? For Jesus Christ. So. In order to love and serve Jesus Christ. You have to understand his truth. Now. For. Um. I'm just going to flat out tell you. Jesus Christ's church, the church that was literally founded by the apostles, is the pre-Vatican II Council Catholic Church. And if you're interested in researching this, research the Catholic Church before the Vatican II Council. And I would highly advise you not to join the present um, impostors that are inside of real Catholic churches who are calling themselves Catholics. They, The theology they share with you is no different than the theology that you hold. Uh, it might have some variations, but what I'm saying... Overall, they believe the same things you do. But before you can serve someone, you have to know what they're about. Um, Those of you who are married, if you were smart, you got to know your wife pretty well before you married her. Because you cannot serve someone if you don't understand ...who they are and what they are about. You just can't. It would be like... ...the best uh, natural example... ...that I can think of. Let's just say like me... ...you were a hedonistic pagan. You meet a chick in a bar... Um, ...you're pretty drunk... ...you guys end up sleeping together... The sex is really good, and you decide, yeah, this this chick, yeah, I want to I wanna be with her. Now, because you were pretty drunk and it was one night, you really don't understand each other. And for those of you who are shacking up, I've I've known, this is from my own personal experience, I've known guys who have shacked up for a woman. With a woman. For over five years. They end up getting married. And they're divorced within a year or two. Because they didn't fully understand. What their wife is about. The woman that they was checking. they, They didn't know. Otherwise why would they have gotten divorced. But anyway. So. How can you claim, number one, that you love Jesus Christ in the heavenly kingdom? And if I said number two, I apologize. I meant number one. And number two, that you're doing his will perfectly. If you are breaking the teachings that are literally laid out in the New Testament. And for you Protestant autists out there, Luther himself, the guy who broke away from the Catholic Church and gave gave you guys the theology of Bible alone, he didn't follow all the the teachings in the New Testament. He didn't. He picked and chose. And for those of you who need a, um, you know, you, you, you don't trust traditional Catholic sources, just read a biography about Martin Luther or John Calvin or any of the quote-unquote pro- Protestant reformers. Just Just read that. From an unbiased source, it'll it'll tell you that they didn't, you know, they didn't even follow their own doctrine of Bible alone. They basically picked and chose what they chose to believe out of the New Testament. Now, so you can't you can't serve Jesus Christ, uh uh-uh, truthfully. And you can't say you love him truthfully if you don't know him. If you literally don't know him. And I'm just going to flat out say, if you're not part of the pre-Vatican II church, Catholic church, um, if you're not a part of that church, then... You're not going to know him. You're not going to serve him perfectly. Because basically to be Protestant is to be rebelling against Jesus Christ. And trust me, if you think that's harsh, I'm capable of worse. I'm actually trying to be charitable. But once again, part of charity means I'm not going to... um, I'm I'm, I'm not going to indulge you. I don't want to see you wind up in hell because you didn't get the message that you needed to hear to spare your feelings. I'd much rather you have hurt feelings or anger or whatever than go to hell. You know... And, and I want to add a quick aside. As I said in earlier episodes, I'm not doing this because I'm a sadist. I'm not doing this because I get my kicks out of... Pardon me, Lord Jesus and the Blessed Mother. Pissing people off. That I get some sort of twisted kick out of that. I don't. I'm doing this because I want... I... I know what the truth is, and I want to make sure that at least you get the, the, the chance at the truth and becoming a part of it. You know, honestly speaking, if I wanted to give in to the natural me and be, you know, give in to the natural me that I'm trying so hard to get away from, I could start a purely secular podcast and um, and and allow the the old me free reign. This is not what this podcast is about, though. But um. And if you're on, and this is my final note to the Protestants. If you're unwilling to at least, I'm sorry, if you're unwilling to at least examine your relationship with God and your belief system, if you're unwilling to do that, I pray for your conversion because outside of act of God, it's not going to happen. Now to my Vatican II sect members and the Neotrads, this part's for you. How can you serve something if you don't understand it? And, and, and serve someone that you don't understand, which is Jesus Christ the heavenly kingdom the holy trinity and the blessed mother how are you going to serve these people because they are people they're not they're not things they're not it's they are real real people even though god the father and the holy ghost are spiritual entities they're still persons and if you don't understand the concept i would I would invite you to crack not that piece of garbage that uh, um, anti-Pope Francis and anti-Pope Watia put out, respectively, but actually cracking a Baltimore catechism. Even though the Holy Ghost and the Heavenly Father are pure spirits, they're still persons. And obviously Jesus Christ and his blessed mother were actual human beings. How can you claim to love and serve them and ignore, literally ignore, the blasphemies, the sacrileges, the um, the um. I'm going to do this again because I think I missed something. The blasphemies, the heresies, the sacrilegious, sacrileges committed in the Vatican II Catholic Church, and I put the Catholic in inverted quote, uh, quotation marks, on a daily basis. And if you're, if you're a Vatican II person or if you're a uh, neotrad, well, I'm not aware of anything like this. There is a website called Norvis Ordo Watch. They document the uh the um uh, the um uh, beach ball masses. They document the Easter bunny handing out communion, which is supposed to be the 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 the, the blessed most sacred body blood soul and divinity of our lord jesus christ they they document the liturgical dancers who are basically high school the college girls um dressed in spandex running up and down your aisles and the myriad of stuff that goes on and i don't care because when I was Vatican II, these kind of things did not happen in my churches. I went to two different parishes that were Vatican II. In your terms, they would quote unquote be um they would be conservative. We didn't have those. But if you're taking your faith seriously, I got to say, if you don't see the videos of these things going on, you've got your head in the sand. There's no other way around it. There is no way. And, And for added spice, for added spice, you guys have no excuse for giving... Mr. Bergoglio a pass in claiming he is a true pope. Now, you know, for some of you under the misapprehension that Mr. Ratchinger, I'm sorry, Mr. Ratchinger, Mr. Watia, Mr. Montini, and Mr. Roncalli were popes, You can kind of be excused for that because you actually have to do some digging, but it's not that hard to find. You just have to be willing to go where the truth leads you. But you literally have no excuse. And I will say, you should be ashamed of yourselves. You should. Because if you take your relationship with Jesus Christ and his blessed mother in the heavenly kingdom seriously, you should not be unaware and you shouldn't be making excuses for this, for this Mason dressing up as a Pope. And once again, how Mace, the, the nature of Masonry and the nature of how it in, infiltrated the Catholic Church even prior to Vatican II, you said of a contest, autist out there, um. Once again, you have to dig But it's there if you're willing to look If you have the courage to look These monstrosity buildings Of new architecture That get passed off as Catholic churches That have nothing to do with the pre-Vatican II Catholic Church. They have more to do with IKEA and the modernist architects of the early and mid-20th century than they do with the cathedrals at Chartres, Notre Dame, um, Barcelona, to name a few. But I've actually gotten to conversations, and this was before I became a set of contest. I had conversations with Vatican II members who were drinking the Michael Voris Kool-Aid. Church militant, by the way. Oh, uh, Bergoglio is an actual pope. Uh, we have to follow him. I could knock Bergoglio over the head, steal his robes and put on his hat and claim to be St. Pius Thirteenth. That doesn't make me a Pope. Anybody with two eyes and a brainstem knows that the guy's problematic. And like I said, his, pro- his predecessors were problematic. But to me to defend that guy, <laughs> need I remind you that he ha- he held a religious ceremony in 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 the um, Saint Peter's Basilica and had a pagan idol called Pacama. He held a religious ceremony for Pacama? A literal idol? Do I need to remind you that he received from an actual communist a hammer and sickle crucifix? Now, I understand not everybody in Vatican II may be aware, but pre-Vatican II, communists and being a member of the Communist Party was illegal. You were considered a heretic. Which brings me again to another point that needs to be made. Catholic truth does not change. And for those of you who, well, his son of a conscious, his his son of a conscious priest told him that. No, it was a Vatican II priest who catechized me and RICA who taught me that. And the Catholic. The, the Catholic Church never ta- changing means that if Vatican II Council, what is being taught after the Vatican II Council is different from what was taught prior to Vatican II, ipso facto, by common sense, it cannot be the true Catholic Church. So, Oh, I don't know. Let's let's take something... Oh, the Mass. Know, my, my Neotrad friends will fully get behind me on this one. If the norm for the Catholic Church Mass was... The Mass was in Latin. You knelt and took communion on the tongue. Then... It doesn't get to change. You know, it doesn't get to change. Your watchword should be Catholic Church does not change. So if you're seeing massive differences in the church that you think is the Catholic Church and the churches, or I'm sorry, the Catholic Church prior to the Vatican II Council, there's an issue. I mean if you're willing to be honest with yourself and look the look the truth square in the eye and submit to it um There was one other thing I wanted to get to Help me out mother mary lord jesus help me out what else Oh um, hmm. Oh, thank you, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus. The reason why I have my Tumblr account and my Pinterest account, and if you're interested in perusing those, they're in my podcast notes, my pad cut, my podcast descriptions. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, my podcast description. On Pinterest. Pinterest and um, Tumblr. The reason I have those is for one express reason. For the Vatican two types who may be. Let's just say um, a little more thoughtful. That they can look at the pictures that I post of the prior Vatican II um, Catholic Church and compare it to whatever church they are attending now and say, okay, Catholic truth, And I hope for your sake, and I honestly mean this, I hope for your sake that your priest has taught you Catholic truth does not contradict itself I hope that you can look at um or that, that you can look at those photos and compare them to the church you're at now and say well, wait a minute we don't kneel for communion um we we don't take it on the tongue we take it on the hand um And, you know, just... (sighs) One of my friends who's a set of a contest thinks I'm being sentimental when I post these pictures. Unfortunately, he doesn't get it when I tell him, no, sentimentality has nothing to do with it. I am trying to get through to people who may be thoughtful, who are neotrad's, or, uh, Vatican II, uh, neo Catholics, that, that what they are missing, what they are missing. And, um, maybe on my Pinterest, or I'm sorry, not on my Pinterest, because I don't think I could put links on my, um, on my, um, on my um, Tumblr account there was a video done in 1968 I talk about it in my original podcast called The New American Catholic I think I'm going to put a link to that video but there are literal are I I don't want to speak like I'm absolutely certain, but there are videos on YouTube of statues being drug out of Catholic churches. And when I say statues, I'm talking about the statues of the saints and the Blessed Mother and being smashed by quote-unquote Vatican II priests. So once again, you have to have the courage to look at these things. You have to have the courage to be willing to go where the truth takes you. Now, to close out, my neo traditionalists, the members of Saint's uh, Pious Society, the FSSXP, the Priestly Fraternity of Saint Peter. Oh. We 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 take communion. Ah, uh, kneeling, we take it on the tongue. Yeah, and I will point you to uh, Mr. Bergoglio's *Motor Proprio* that was put out in December of this year. Your time is coming to an end. You're either going to have to accept the truth set of Sedevacantism, or submit to that false pope. And by the way, you're already saying that you're not going to listen to Bergoglio. Oh, you'll include him in the canon of the mass, but if he says anything that you don't like, you're not going to listen to him, which also contradicts pre-Vatican II papal teachings. If you if you if you uh, recognize him as pope and you recognize the Vatican II Council is legitimate, you are subject, whether you like it or not, to that council and to those popes. You don't get to pick and choose. That's a Protestant heresy. But seeing since how most Vatican II Catholics are basically Protestants who don't even realize it, you know, this does not surprise me. It does not shock me. I've seen enough of human beings to know that human nature um, at this point will not surprise me. But that's another... Well, I basically hit the nail on the head with you Neotrads. If you're recognizing an obvious heretic as, as Francis is the Pope, And you're saying the Protestant heresy, well, I'll recognize him, but I'm not going to follow everything he says. I'm going to pick and choose as Protestantism in a nutshell. And I've seen enough of you Neotrads unironically is scoriate Protestantism. Unironically, while practicing Protestant heresy, whether you know it or not, yourself don't have to like it. That's the truth. Oh, and the Vatican II Council. You know, all Vatican... Anybody who takes the time, and it'd probably take you, I don't know, two or three hours to figure out that Vatican II contradicts the pre-Vatican II Council Catholic Church. But you all un- unironically say, well, you know, uh um no, we, we recognize it despite its heresies, this you know. Um All I got to say to you guys is is um you know, you gotta go where the truth leads you. You know, you don't get to practice what you want to believe. You don't get to practice what you think you believe. As I told the Protestants, you got to practice what Jesus Christ, his blessed mother, and his one true Catholic church taught. You are not a free agent. Oh, and while I'm on the the subject of Neotrans, I really love how you unironically... Label on a set of a contest Heretics and schismatics In the most vicious of terms Terms and then turn around and have nothing but nice things to say about actual pagans Heretics and schismatics You guys You guys are literally the definition of cognitive dissidence. But um oh, one last thing I wanted to close with. Thank you, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus. I know that for the Neotrads of the Society of St. Pius X, the Society of St. Pius the Fifth and the Society, uh, the Priestly Fraternity of Peter, that you used the 1962 missile of Mr. Um, Roncalli. If you had bothered to study the pre-1962 missile and, and the changes that were made by Mr. Ancali and his group of merry little heretics, you would know that mass is invalid, not only because it was started by a literal heretic, but because it contradicted in no uncertain terms and literally left the important parts out of the pre- 1962, Mr. Roncalli Missile left out the the tr- the, the truce and and uh, a lot of the, the um rubrics of the original um pre-Vatican II Latin Mass. So you you know you could sit there and say well follow we the 1962 missile yeah you're wrong <laughs> it was made by a heretic promulgated by heretics so i'm coming up on an hour and i need to wrap this up so if you gave me almost an hour of your time i can't tell you how much i appreciate it for your time and your patience But honestly speaking, truth, if you're really into the truth, covering it in a five-minute soundbite is not going to cover it. Or for that matter, a 30-second soundbite. I do care about you. Take it for what it's worth. I do care about you. And I pray for everyone. And I would like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. Once again, take it for what it's worth. And I hope and pray that you get something out of this. I hope and pray. Thank you for listening. Have a good day. Thank you for your time and patience. God bless you. Bye-bye.